Last night, the Northfield City Council uh, met for a, a very important city council meeting, a meeting in which they had to uh, approve some uh, budgets and a lot of other stuff. And joining us right now is uh, Northfield City Administrator Ben Martig, and uh, Mayor Pownell will be in here in just a moment or so. But, uh, Ben, maybe we can start things off with you. Uh, last night was... Uh, an important meeting. You've been working on the uh, the budget and uh, uh, the tax levy and all that stuff for the last, oh, at least six months. And uh, you had the public hearing last night, and uh, it was a big meeting. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think the presentation, I didn't check the clock, but it was probably 45 minutes long of me talking. I think my voice was a little worn out going through the slide deck on that. But the city council uh, did... The preliminary tax levy, which was set in September, which was based on the tax statements that we received, was reduced by $350,000, which brings the final proposed total city tax levy to just over $15.3 million, and it was adopted unanimously uh, by all seven members of the city council last Mm -hmm. evening. Um, That is a 9% increase uh, overall on the tax levy. Um, that is below the peer of our average cities, so a lot of other cities are facing inflation and wage costs and things. Um, but um, And our city tax rate remains relatively flat, so the typical increase is about $2 per month for the average Northfield home, assuming your valuation uh, stays uh, similar to, to, what it, um, to, to what it is next year. And we are seeing some increase uh, increases with that. So depending if you're Dakota or, or um, North or Rice County residents, you're somewhere around $170 per month uh, related to the so total city taxes to get, you know, parks, police, um, library services, um, community development, economic development, and, and and all the other things that the city provides. So that was completed, and it's a at least a six-month process, if not longer, that kind of came to a conclusion last evening. And, Mayor, we'll switch things over to you. You had some options. Uh, we've seen some double-digit uh, infl- double increases uh, in recent years, and uh, that was a possibility again this year. But can you tell us from uh, the, the standpoint of the mayor and the council, uh, you ended up with nine, which is still a considerable raise, but it's not as, uh, not as high as it could have been. You had to trim a little bit to get it uh, down to that number. Can you talk about the uh, mindset and what the... Uh, uh, council discussed and, and why they picked this rate. Mm-hmm. Sure, Jeff, and uh, thanks so much for giving us the opportunity to be on the radio each morning after the council meetings to really talk about uh, the things that and decisions, right, that the council is making on behalf of our community. You're right, we originally started out with 11.5%. Council expressed some concern about that. Uh, not only for this year, but as you look out uh, in our long-range financial planning, just really the concern of repeated years of high uh, tax levies. And so really wanting to take and knowing that we have some really important projects that are upcoming, that the community has been waiting a long time to see happen, those projects will affect the tax levies in the future. And so the, the council really... All council members really expressed some concern with the 11.5% tax levy, original tax levy increase, and asked our city staff to see if they could go back and find some ways that they could trim some additional dollars out of the budget, knowing that just like every entity out there, uh, we are dealing with inflation and rising costs across the board. Uh, Cities are not unique to that. 
And that's one of the things that we saw as we were looking at what's happening in other comparable cities. We're on the lower end, even with a 9% levy increase. It's pretty common uh, for cities that you have to cover your costs. And the amount of things that the city provides is pretty amazing when you start to look at uh, the, the extent of which we affect the normal everyday person's way of life in the community. F everything from the library to your stormwater pond. We have 58 of those. Over 70, I don't know, 78 miles of roads within the city, the sewer and water lines. I mean, it really is quite extensive. So cutting $350,000 out of the budget, significant, but really when you look at the overall amount um, of revenue that we bring in, the property taxes only bring in about 57% of our total budget. So that's not, it, I can't imagine what it would be like if we, if cities in Minnesota had to bring in 100% of what they needed to meet the needs of their community. It would be, it would be, it would be true burden. 43% more. Would oh, you, my gosh. You, you almost double it, actually. Yes. And so, I mean, the council, they listened and they heard the concerns of our community members. They asked our city staff to come back and give us some lower numbers. They did that. We are doing our financial planning, looking long range out, uh, wanting to make sure that we take good care of the city and we leave it in better condition than what we found it. However, that also means that we have to incrementally take care of the city and update things uh, rather than doing them all at once. You know, getting in, into a, a little bit more detail, but still staying at a high level, maybe, uh, Ben, you could answer this. Uh, inflation rate is like 3.5%. Taxes going up nine percent. What's what is driving that? Is it? Uh, uh, are there any particular items that uh, we're we're outspending the inflation rate on? <laughs> well, maybe I'll just focus on the uh, areas that we've seen. Some of the um, areas that that we've that the increases on the overall levy relates to, which I think partly ties in with that. The the overall general fund increase um, is a. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I, I think it's on. It's somewhere around two. 2%, 3% at most. So the overall operating fund isn't huge, even though we have had inflation. The things that are driving more of our increases that we're seeing relate to debt increases because we're investing in infrastructure to try and maintain the streets and keep our streets at least at the current condition overall because we're doing a rating system and evaluating the condition. That's that's driving that. As the mayor said, it's very costly to do infrastructure. That's why we need to be really smart with our growth and development as well. Um, the council is also did is phasing in improvements related to our park facilities, existing park facilities, not new ones, existing facilities of parks, our equipment, and our buildings that we own. We don't have a lot of buildings, but um, that's two and a half percent increase uh, relates to that. Um, so those are you know a couple of things that are driving um, some of those costs that we're seeing um, in our tax levy as it relates to our investment. So they're trying to be wise with, with maintenance and it doesn't come without a price tag to take care of the things that we have and to pay the wages that we have. We have wages set for next year already and we're at the middle of our peer group. So that's that's always a cost that drives uh, some of that up as well. Um, so 
but it comes with a price tag to do that. And so the council is trying to be responsible, but also recognizing we have to take care of the facilities because it will compound in our problems if we don't try and keep up with our, our investments of things. And frankly, we've probably been experiencing some of that based on historically, if you look back and we don't want to repeat history, you want to try and keep maintaining, hopefully get to a point where we can then be more stable. And I think the other thing is we keep our eye on the ball more long-term is, you know, the, the burden, the tax burden, I think, is best relieved by growing our tax base. And we're going to continue to really focus on that and be talking in the new year about strategies of what the city can do about uh, growing our tax base as well to, to help bring that tax rate down for all of us. Mm-hmm. All right. We, we could talk more on that, and we might in a little mm-hmm. bit here. But I, uh, you mentioned streets. I want to go into that next because the, uh, the road construction, the overlay plans for 2024 uh, were approved last night. Tell us what's, uh, what are we going to see in uh, the construction season of 2024? You want to cover that one, Mayor, okay. or do you want me to kick it off? Well, this is one of the areas that I'm pretty passionate about, and I'm just really grateful that we were able to move forward. Uh, we've changed the way uh, we're funding our streets, so we no longer have street assessments. So people who are on fixed incomes, they don't get a 5000 or $7,000 street assessment anytime the the front of the roadway is done in front of their property. So that is a significant change that we've been able to do. And... And uh, the streets that are uh, in our capital improvement plan that we've been working on over the past few months here are full reconstruction streets. Uh, College, Winona, Fremont, Water, and Sumner. Those are the the general areas there. And there's some of our streets that are in the worst condition in our city. And I'm just so grateful that they are fine. The day has finally arrived. And we are able to get them updated. Some of these streets within our community, I mean, they don't even have curb and gutter. They are so old. And so I'm just really grateful that we can get them done. Uh, It takes, it's significant though. The the amount of dollars that it takes to update those streets is, is pretty large, which is why we had to wait to make sure that they didn't hit our, and they are, people are experiencing it, right, with our capital improvement plan looking out that long range to get to a place with our levy where it's not you're not seeing spikes in the levy however i streets are expensive right but you cannot not do them you've got to get them done and so the action last night was the issuance of the street reconstruction and overlay bonds having to do with those streets that i mentioned as well as wall street road jefferson parkway um doing some updates to that roadway, which we all know there's been some difficulties and some backups, traffic backups because of uh, school traffic and such. But we're also, we'll be able to realize portion of the Milltown State Trail that runs through our city will be completed uh, next year. So some of these are just really major improvements to our community. I'm really grateful that they're, that we can move them forward. You also uh, approved the uh, capital uh, equipment plan and capital improvement plan. Uh, what was what are the big items there? What are the highlights on those two? Well, the, I would say we focus on the upcoming year. So the, the projects that the mayor talked about are, are really the primary ones. Mm-hmm. As you talk about street infrastructure, we um, we do have some equipment that uh, that we are looking at uh, investing in as well. So um, you know we have some fire equipment coming up for replacement. Um, we have a dump truck within our 
public works department. We have a police command van. Those are the ones in 2024. That command van is used um, for our community events, defeat days. Uh, if there are incidents, uh, major accidents, or those kinds of things, that's a mobile location for people. And uh, so that's another one. Two projects that have been getting you know significant local attention. The ice arena, or what to do with that facility, uh, is um, kind of a placeholder, I would say, for 2024. Early in the new year, the council is going to be talking about options, continuing to talk about options with the ice arena. We'll be talking about that publicly, um, about anywhere from you know maintaining the facility to looking at a new one. But also Bridge Square, um, we're continuing on construction documents of Bridge Square, and the council's also been looking at potentially some phasing of that. You know, that might be partly with the schedule of the approval processes, but also timing might make sense to shift that back, um, either to be, you know, st starting in 24 and into 25, or maybe even starting in 2025. So this is still a plan. Not there are multiple approvals that come later, and as the mayor said. The council's also trying to be sensitive to that property tax impact over time as we're getting better at forecasting. So those might be, they, those are examples of projects. Could we kind of shift them around a little bit when they do that and also have to be thoughtful on how we achieve that. One thing I wanted to step back on too as it relates to the capital and funding, um, the, um, the debt, um, as we look at our capital improvement plan, uh, our debt forecasts that we have according to our uh, audit report, both our existing our existing debt is considered moderate based on our independent audit review um, compared to cities across the nation, um, so not just locally. The bond rating agencies that, that then look at rating the debt that we issue to determine what interest rate based on risk uh, and strength of the community, they look at city investments and in maintaining those assets of roads and infrastructure. So they are looking at how much of tax burden is there and is it getting too high? But they also look at it and say, are you reinvesting in your assets and taking care of it? Because that's a risk too, um, related to them uh, borrowing money for this to cities to take care of that. So um, we are very far from any kind of statutory state maximum debt limit, even with our capital plans at looking ahead, um, we are well under the, st the state debt limit. So that's not an issue. Um, but that doesn't mean we don't have to be responsible related to looking at balancing, reinvesting, and in, in our debt load. Uh, Mayor Pownell and City Administrator Martig are with us uh, in our studios this morning talking about last night's council meeting, which uh, a lot of the uh, financial stuff got, got its final approval uh, last night with the budget and the levy and uh, and uh, all the other funds. Uh, you also had on the, uh, well, first of all, is there anything else that you'd like to mention about that's a big topic mm -hmm. before we move on? I, I just want to focus on, we had one particular slide on there that comes from our audit report that talks about uh, compares and contrasts cities that are between 20,000 and 100,000, other cities that are the 10 to 20,000, and then it compares Rice County cities. And I was just struck last night, I know that there's been a lot of concern out there with regards to us uh, putting our city in financial trouble because we are doing things that will put us above our debt limit. And as you look at that particular slide, it actually shows that the city of Northfield, our debt is like half of what uh, cities in Rice County are. So cities in Rice County are, it looks like, mm, what is that number? The two, can you help me out, Ben? It <laughs> says 2,343 in number, but there are like two several point. zeros <laughs> behind yeah. that. I'm guessing that's 2.3 um, 
million probably on that debt per capita yes. or two or sorry debt per capita 2343 per capita okay there you go and then ours is uh, 1230 so it's nearly half and so the concerns out there that we are somehow putting our community in in trouble financially with our debt limit are just it's just not the full picture and uh, when it's just so helpful to compare and contrast where we're at uh, with other cities how well are we doing we we can experience other cities, and as we drive in them, we can see whether or not they've got lots of potholes or they don't, mm -hmm. which I look on the potholes with a new set of eyes now. Um, I think uh, we're doing a good job uh, taking care of our city and uh, just taking the long view, but it does mean that we have to raise our taxes to cover those expenses. Mm. Uh, once again, Mayor Ponell and City Administrator Marty Gar with us. Let's move on to... Um, a charter amendment, and Rich and I were discussing this earlier today, um, couldn't quite get his <laughs> head wrapped around the whole thing. This, or there's a uh, amendment uh, that's proposed uh, from the uh, Charter Commission about changing the way that, uh, well, I'll let, you know, one of you explain that. You, you're a little bit more up on this than I am. Yeah, uh, trust me, uh, every time I look at this section of our charter, um, I have to reread it and look back to my notes about what's going on again, how does this relate? Mm -hmm. So you're not the only one uh, that, that deals with that. So I would say one thing that we've been looking at that the city did identify that's been a, a challenge but it might not happen very often is right now when a vacancy occurs in an election year after July, uh, the charter says that the council has to appoint the position and they serve through the following year. And this is a, a vacancy on the city council. Yeah, and it could right? be the okay. it could be the mayor or it could be a council person, but you know, the um but then they have to in an election year if it's after July, they have to serve through the following year even if the election of that appointment happens in the in the same year. So there gets to be issues with timing of filing for election, but there could be this weird situation too where you're past the filing date, the, uh, the council appoints, these people have filed to maybe run for office, but the charter says that they're supposed to, the person appointed should serve into the following year and then there's a special election. Well, what do you do with the the people that are that ran that are supposed to go on the ballot? So we had this actually come up recently. There's been historically uh, the mayor can even give some examples she, she had she talked about how when she first joined it she was impacted mm -hmm. there was a different attorney at that time though <laughs> and I think their opinion is different than what we're seeing now I think both on the Charter Commission and our city attorney's office that um, it really is a conundrum um, and I think probably at the time the attorney dealt with it in the mayor's case they probably did it to just make a practical decision even though the law doesn't read exactly that way so it's a little confusing so i think there's a question what happens with those candidate filings we've had actually happened fairly recently where councillor nakazian who was on in the past was looking at resignate resigning around that time period and she was up for election she actually had to then maneuver when to file that resignation based on concerns with the charter so she worked worked with us to make sure that it didn't cause con extra confusion but I think it identified an opportunity to clean that section up. So they took a, the Charter Commission took a attempt to review and come up with some language to try and provide some clarity. So they did some things like add in language related to the filing periods um, to try and time it where if it's before the filing period, you can kind of move ahead. If not, it maybe you do an appointment and delay it, but uh, not. I think it's hard to get into the weeds right now because I'm still making sense of some of it. There's a lot of questions, good discussion, mm -hmm. and I think even the chair couldn't answer all of them. Um, 
so I would just say that there were, I think, some concerns or questions, and maybe the mayor can talk about what, what happens or what was a result of the discussion a little bit more, but I don't know if we can get too much more in the weeds <laughs> on the detailed language, but we are supposed to be calling for a hearing to then talk about it more and decide whether to move ahead because it requires a unanimous approval of the council after it's recommended by the Charter Commission. Uh, but maybe I'll let the mayor mm -hmm. fill in the blanks on anything she wants to cover and talk mm -hmm. about what the next steps might be. I think uh, one of the, I mean, you cannot put language in a city charter that actually addresses every single unique situation that you might come across. So maybe one of the things to be thinking about here is how do we, how do we make it vague enough but also specific enough that it truly gives a guidance to whoever the elected leaders are in the city staff and the attorney. Wow, attorneys <laughs> have differing opinions. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I think right. somebody said last night that's how they make their money. Every situation is going to be unique. And back in 08, Noah Cashman resigned, and he his particular at-large position was not on the ballot for that year. But we were clearly in the midst of an election. And so they made the decision back then that it was too late to get names on the primary, the August primary, but it apparently wasn't too late to get them the names listed of people who wanted to run for his seat on the regular election, and so that's what they did. And it's just, a, I just err on the side, it's just so valuable as a city council person to be able to have run in an actual election process. It grounds you, it helps you know and understand what your community values. All of those interactions that you have with those people that you're going to be serving, I, they are irreplaceable. And so any way that, that's my personal opinion mm -hmm. here, um, we need to somehow put language in place, though, in the city charter. This is not something that you just change overnight. You need to be really thoughtful about it and ensure that you're not creating some other landmine that somebody hasn't just considered just because maybe we rushed. And I don't think our charter commission has rushed on this. Um I think sometimes it's just making sure that all considerations have been taken into account so that you land on really solid language. Now, what was the uh, result of last night's uh, discussion? Did you uh, go, are you going to move forward with that public hearing? Uh, did, did you send it back to get some of that language mm -hmm. still? Uh, do, what, uh, am, what, uh, I guess, what will they be working on next? Yeah, so Chair Heisler, I was really grateful that he was able to be there last night and dialogue with the city council and kind of hear our questions and uh, for him to be able to try and answer to uh, how best to move forward. But the between in that conversation, we all really decided that maybe it was a little premature and Chair Heisler talked about um, maybe post, the council made the motion then to postpone so not to move forward with these and Chair Heisler talked about um, meeting with his charter commission members in a special meeting to uh, reconsider uh, their recommendation to the council to give them some additional time to really think through the different language and the questions that the council had mm -hmm. so it was kind of a uh, no action, uh, but well, it's still being considered. It's okay. just, a, I would call it more of a pause. Yeah, and I think it was actually initiated by Chair Heisler. The mayor actually asked him what he thought, and 
to do next and that was his advice to, that oh, let me go back this is good information let me go back to the charter commission and maybe rather than moving ahead with the hearing let's see if we can address some of the questions so um, okay it's kind of on hold until they they meet and then come back uh once again mayor Pownell, city administrator marty are with us anything else from last night's meeting or anything else uh, going on in the city you'd like to bring up last thoughts i don't think so um uh, oh, next week, uh, you know, obviously we're excited about winter block. And, uh, this week. Know, right, this week. It's tomorrow, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> next week is the uh, holiday social on Tuesday evening. Yes. Five yes. to seven at the reunion. Um, so it's a uh, kind of a holiday social and recognition. Uh, so we're open to the public. Uh, we'll have some hors d'oeuvres and then cash bar and some light music. And then the mayor will have some words and um We'll have some board and commission members there, staff. So come out and join us and celebrate at the end of the year. It's uh, you know time of celebration, and so it's a chance to, to rub elbows with your elected officials and, and our other leadership in the city. Yeah. All right, and that's next Tuesday at Reunion. That's yes. Right. Sounds good. And tomorrow you get to wear shorts for winter walk. <laughs> yeah. 50 some degrees. 55 is the latest wow. in the uh, forecast. So, that's yeah. awesome. I love that because people will, can take their time now, right? They don't have to worry about frostbite and yeah. things like that on the ends of their fingers, right? Yeah, you can, they can still, truly stroll yeah. down Division Street. You can still have uh, hot cider and hot chocolate and yes. uh, chestnuts roasted on an open fire. Nice. But, uh it's just we can have the Hawaiian Christmas on Molly Maliki. <laughs> Sorry, I should, can't believe I'm singing on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you were doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you so much for coming in today. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, All right thanks. thanks. Northfield uh, uh, Mayor uh, Rhonda Pownell and uh, City Administrator Ben Marding.